night of Israhi wal Miraj, next Saturday the Miraj and the ascension of Sayyidina Muhammad into the heavens with all the physicality and all its realities. InshaAllah Allah give us life to see that night and to be dressed by those lights and by those blessings. Shall we make it short and pray Salat al-Isha. Uh, alhamdulillah that we have now a weekly uh, TV program that we are putting together that will be on Joy Television and will be broadcasted from East Coast to West Coast throughout Canada and under the banner of Hubba Rasul, under the lovers of Sayyidina Muhammad to propagate a, a love and compassion for humanity, patience, tolerance all the good characteristics that the turuqs and tariqah come to teach that that way of love and the way of realities. We pray that Allah make it to be successful, Prophet make it to be successful and that only Allah support and that to spread that love east and west, north and south. And after our dawah, alhamdulillah, and we go into the grave and life is finished. We come into this world and pious people, if they catch us and bring us, it's a tremendous blessing from the Divine. They inspire within our lives, have a purpose. Don't just live this life like a candle that's just going. And they come and they teach us that God has given all of us a light. And that light like a candle, it's burning. And many live their life that it just, they came and they went. They made no effect, they made no change, they tried not to improve the condition of themselves, of their family or of their community. And they just live life of eating, drinking and using the facilities. No different than a farm animal. And that holy people come into our lives, of which I'm not saying I'm holy but my beloved shaykh. We pray that they accept us to be like a donkey, that they can put some baggage on us and, and send us around. But they come, they are holy and they come into our lives and inspire within our lives that have a purpose, find a purpose, make a purpose, join a purpose so that your life has a benefit. That you, you've come into this world and you try to improve 
you're trying to make things to be better. Not that you're going to change anything because if you feel that you have the ability to change because our way is to know yourself before you can know God. Means the Divine is within the heart. Many claim to know the Divine but they don't know themselves. They don't know that they have seven names and seven paradises. What are your first two names? I don't know. So then how you can claim to know God when His reality is so immense but you are right there. So it means they came into our lives and taught us, take a path in which you know yourself. Struggle against yourself, understand yourself, battle yourself so that you can reach to these realities. Alhamdulillah many of us who are guided here into these centers of spirituality, the, spirit, the centers of cleaning and, and taskiyah of self-awareness, self-purification, not by yourself but to be aware of the self. You can't perform surgery on yourself means you're not going to truly find all these faults but when you attend their associations they'll inspire you through their teaching, through their advices, through the guidance that these are the character defects that have to be worked on. You're not going to perfect them but you merely take a path in which to work on them. Perfection is for the Prophets, for the Divinely Presence, for the Prophets. We are people whom continuously trying to clean, scrubbing, cleaning, scrubbing, cleaning. And by means of that process of cleansing oneself, you draw near to that Divinely Presence on how to purify the self, how to perfect the self. And that path of self-realization they begin to teach that we are our worst enemy. That we are by our nature trying to destroy ourselves. Means that light of guidance that comes from these holy souls, they're like a lantern in which to pull us away from difficulty because of their extreme testing, their extreme purification. Somebody was asking the other day that they were just given something and they read something and they became something. It's not like that. That they've been inspired on a path and they've been inspired with all the tools of the path, you're going to be crushed because everybody comes like a steak and everybody goes like ground beef. <laughs> The world will do that to us anyways, whether we take a guide, we don't take a guide, say, you, you with a scary beard you scare me, I would never be like that. The world has a way of doing that anyways because everybody goes into the grave, there's nothing left in that. Better to take it while you're awake, that my Lord I'm willing, I want to take it but be a little bit gentle and soft with me, slowly grind and the path is based on the grind. And they begin to teach that as these life events come and these testing come and these difficulties and hardships come, have a self-awareness that, that God has a message in everything. And that, that becomes the difficulty. This is two sections, the section of the guide and then the students.
because the guide is a continuous student of what they went through with their guide so that now they've been sent, now guide other people. How we brought you to your self-awareness, how we taught you the tools in which to observe yourself. Observe when you're being played with by Satan. Observe when, when difficulties and your characteristics are coming and how you use the tools that we gave to you to lift yourself and to be aware and not to fall into traps and into bad characteristics. So they gave them those tools and then their life is to go out and to guide people. But the most difficult reality is that people by their nature want to destroy themselves. They want to lie down on train tracks and they dare that the train to come. So when you talk with people, so how could you possibly make this choice? Say, you don't know, I know. You don't know, I know, don't worry about it. But the problem is that when you deal with guides, they have a, a farasal, they have a, a vision from their heart that is not from here because most people only see in front of their nose. When you talk to them about the choices they want to make in their life, if you see only to your nose, you say, no, don't worry about it, Shaykh, you're just, it's gonna be okay, I'm gonna make this choice, don't worry about it. Eh, but the guide through their testing and through their purification, they see beyond the nose and they're 20 steps ahead of what you're talking about. And they see that what you're doing is you're lying down on tracks and there is a train that's coming. So then the most difficult struggle for them is how to inspire you to get off those tracks, get up. What you're doing and the choices that you're about to make, you're putting yourself on these tracks. You don't see it but I see it, there's a train coming, there's a difficulty coming your way. And that becomes the, the path and the struggle, the struggle with the one whom guiding you is that they see much farther than where you see. If you talk to your pious grandmother, she has dreams. Many go to their grand grandparents and say, what was it? Was it? Oh, I had a dream that this was going to be like this, this is going to be a difficulty coming. Why? Because they're pious, they probably sit and read Qur'an all day long. Because of their piety, their souls are light. Light as in light and light as in their, it's ethereal. They're not confined to the physicality. When they're in a sleeping state, their soul is moving, the soul doesn't sleep. The soul is alive from the oceans of a Hayyu al-Qayyum. The body only goes and the ego goes down but when that ego goes down, that soul is free and it sees with a vision that unimaginable from the earth to the seven heavens. You don't think it sees what's coming in advance? Oh that's a very small book. If God opens the soul to see into the heavens, seeing the material world is nothing, it's the dirtiest and the lowest of its understandings. But it sees, it sees way in advance of what's coming. So they come and give you guidance. Imagine grandmother, now imagine somebody who trained in their reality that they see with their soul, they're inspired with their soul. 
that when you don't see and you're not inspired by your soul but by your desires. And those desires are like putting you on a track and a train is headed right for you. How to get you to get off that track. Then becomes the weight and the hardship of their knowledge. That many, many pious people when the door of knowledge opens to their heart they cry that they didn't want it. Because it's not only the knowledge of you give people spiritual secrets and they're like, wow that's astonishing, I didn't know that was like that. The weight of knowledge is the events that are going to transpire within your life, that are going to be good but mainly bad. There's going to be 40 days of bad for every one day of good. This world is based on hardships and difficulties. The weight of knowing those difficulties is a door that they don't want to open. Say, Ah, but don't want to see that door. Don't want to see the effect of difficulty that's going to come upon those choices that you make for themselves, for their community, and mostly for their family. You inspire outside people that are your students, make the right choice. And they have to be as subtle as possible, they have no permission to say. Because you're not here to change Allah's destiny. Nobody can come unless they're gypsy and incorrect understanding and tell you, okay you're gonna be like this tomorrow, the milk is gonna fall on your head and you're gonna walk like that, no. The subtlety in which their Lord inspiring within their heart and that you're not competing with the Divine but inspire that creation. Inspire my servants whom I love them, guide them with what you know and what they're choosing. Your role is to guide them, you can't force them, there's no force. So you teach and you teach and you hope, is this person understanding? that this train is coming and the choices that they're making are having consequences, many of which will bring tremendous difficulty if they choose them. Then are they inspired towards good? Do they know that if they make an incorrect choice and all of a sudden difficulty is coming? So then their whole life is about how to inspire people towards goodness. Why is the benefit for them? No. But it's the task that given to them by their Lord, by Prophet and by the awliyaullah who are governing them. That Allah wants khair, wants best, wants good. That there are things coming to people, inspire them. Inspire them to be generous, Allah will take it anyways. Better that it came to you through your generosity. So many times they say, okay be generous, be generous. The person says, I'm not gonna care, I don't care. Okay go outside, get a ticket and you get a $150 ticket from the police because when Allah wants something He's going to take it. You think He's waiting for, for your brain to activate? But through the subtle teaching they teach you so that you get the benefit of it been written for you that you submitted your will and you move towards that reality. Same for everything in our life, they inspire the do good deeds, good, 
do good practices, make sure your salah is good, make sure all these things. Why? Because it looks like a hammer is moving in your direction. And if they can inspire you at that time, you make your sajda for Allah make that salah, make that zikr, this hammer was avoided because you went into that sajda. It's an analogy we hope that people understand. They say, no Shaykh, I don't have to listen to you, I don't have to pray, no problem. Then all of a sudden you hear of something very difficult happened to that person. Because Allah won't inspire them towards goodness. Because if based on their own deeds, a lot of difficulty coming to this creation, the things that they do, it's filled with Allah's anger and many difficulties come to people. So when they come to spiritual associations, the responsibility of those people inspire them towards goodness. We don't know what goodness and what action that you did based on that inspiration, what it took away from difficulty. Mawlana Shaykh says there's even a hikmah in a mosquito bite. When you get a mosquito bite, there's a wisdom in it, what God took away from it. So then Shaykh Nazim on top of that used to say that, you know why people have all these uh, cancers and sicknesses? There's no more bed bugs. Because of what? That's achieved. See ya? Allah has a creation, He inspired that creature. Go to that cell of that body, that place on and bite. And it would take and it would take a, a portion of blood out, means it was cleansing. Allah was through that little difficulty was taking something. There was a cause and effect, there was a transaction. This creature bit exactly where God wanted to bite. It took something, as a result God will give something. So means in, in complete taslim and tawheed, it's the highest level of the usul. Because they say, Shaykh, you don't really talk about usul, no, because you don't probably have ears to hear it. The usul and the biggest is la illallah. Everything is la illallah means everything is written by God. It's a fine program, there's nothing random. If it was random then the next movement would have an atomic reaction because the atoms would have been shuddering to each other. Everything written, even the bug that bites you, it took away a difficulty. So it means all these hikmas, all these wisdoms, these are the schools of that reality. It's the shaykh's job to inspire within you from everything that opened to them that get off the tracks. He said, no, don't, don't talk. And I saw a horrible video of kids, they were playing on this, on these railroad tracks. With the, with the advent of Facebook, you get to see these, all these horrific things. They're playing on the tracks. And the weaker one got stuck and, and was gone by the train. And another one pushed onto train tracks. Means all of these examples, when you teach by examples, people remember the image of what the shaykh is talking about. Our nature is to play on the tracks. Our nature is to, to play with danger and with fire. And our nature is to think that we're so strong beyond of who we really are. That's why we started with, you don't know your seven names. You're telling me you're going to fight shaitan? No, I can handle, I'm going to deal with shaitan. Don't worry, I'm not going to fall, I'm not going to fail. I know how to keep my limits. You don't. When you break God's rules, you don't know how to keep your limits. You've already underestimated the battle with your nafs, with your ego. 
And the devil's very intelligent, he doesn't die, he's lived here forever. When you live your life on train tracks, you're gonna get hit by a train. If you're the student of the shaykh, the shaykh's heart will break. To see your life shatter and to fall will break their heart. Imagine their family, they have to live with those choices. Because the weight of the knowledge they carry that you just step in that direction, they see ten steps ahead of now what you're going to happen to you as a result of the choices that you're making. Means then our life is very fragile, this existence we have is very fragile. In these holy nights we pray that the tools that God has given to us of a heart to take a path in which you meditate and contemplate. That Allah throughout Qur'an He said that these things are not known except by the people of tafakkur. Contemplate, take a life in which the choices you're making, meditate and contemplate, meditate and contemplate towards the Divinely Presence. That my Lord inspire me, inspire my heart, purify and cleanse me and never use that spiritual connection for your material desires because it's going to come back all as lies to you. When they talk about take your tools means move towards God and don't think about the material world. You don't make a connection with your heart and ask if you should buy a Ferrari. You're crazy. That connection that given to you was to reach to the heavens. Your heart was to reach to the heavens. Oh my Lord inspire me, dress me, bless me, protect me, fill me from your lights, fill me from the love of Sayyidina Muhammad and then meditate and breathe upon that energy and on that light. And never use that connection for any choice that you're making in the material world. Because then you may see their face but every answer coming to you is from your nafs. Because how dare you use this connection to reach Allah but you use it for the physical world? I want this, I want that, I want some chocolate bars, should I have this chocolate, should I have that chocolate? Says you, you, you're not carrying the, the esteem and the, the weight of that reality. So every choice you'll be making will be from your nafs. And everything you're seeing is from your nafs and you may see them because they're astonished that how are you using this channel for this. But every voice that will be coming back is from your own hawa telling you every lie and every deceit. This channel that they're talking about is only for the heavens. But connecting your hearts for light, for guidance, for realities, to be dressed with realities, give me light so that I lift myself from the train tracks and that I understand that every choice I make is going to have consequences in my life. Inspire me my Lord towards the best of choices inshaAllah. We pray that Allah in these holy nights and holy months inspire us. That to use the heart to reach to their Divine the Presence and to always choose that which will nourish our faith and never think that you can change anyone. You can never change anyone. Only Allah know that to change a human heart is more difficult than if they want to lift a mountain. 
Lifting a mountain is easier than changing the heart of an insan because Allah in charge of that heart. If Allah don't give a command, there's nothing that will change a person's heart. So they're not foolish to think they change anyone. They're here only to change themselves, purify themselves, give advice. Allah is the commander of that heart. It's up to Allah to change. When you know you can't change anyone, only thing you can change is yourself, perfect yourself. Make sure all the choices you're making are the best choices, the cleanest and the right choice. And then we leave the rest to Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala. rabbil izzati amma yasifoon wa salaamun al mursaleen wa alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen wa hurmati Muhammad al-Mustafa wa bisir Surat al-Fatiha. Sidna al-Nabi, Sidna al-Nabi, Sidna al-Nabi. Sidna al-Nabi, Sidna al-Nabi.